0: This is the Masonic Light Podcast featuring Pete Ruggieri and Larry Maris, A non-stoppy, somewhat humorous approach to understanding our craft. We guarantee you'll have a good time for your money back. This podcast is not endorsed or approved by the Grand Lodge or any jurisdiction. In fact, they'll probably hate it. And now, here's our host, Pete Ruggieri and Larry Maris. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Masonic Light Podcast. Um, I wish it, we Maybe we'll save the past 20 seconds of audio for you. Uh, maybe we can play it sometime. But uh, Larry is a damn mess and he's back. So welcome back, Larry.
2: Hey, it's uh, good to be back, Pete.
1: Um, and Jason's here as, as usual. Hello. Good morning. And our special guest, Jack Harley, past Methuselah of what? We call it Worshipful
3: Has-Been oh. in Effort of Lodge number 665. It's the neighbor
1: of the beast? That's it. I got gotcha. you. Right next door. So, Larry, you all, you uh, you get everything figured out over there? Nah. So, Larry, what's been going on? So, you, you were uh, away. Yes, I was. <clears throat> yeah, I was. And you got injured.
2: Yeah, actually, uh, it's a long story. We, we don't really want to go into it, do we?
1: Well, I don't want to go into a long story.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, anyway. We we did a my wife and I did a transatlantic cruise, twenty days practically, and uh, ended up in a lot of great places. Weymouth, England, was the best, and they still have a tendency in England to be able to put their logo in the. You know what I'm talking about. I have no Delta. idea what you're talking yeah, about.
1: Wow, yeah, where's he
3: going?
2: Yeah, anyway. Uh, I'm just so watching Leo. you
1: bang the table and not <laughs> hey, talking to the microphone.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, we went to the city of Bruges in Belgium, <clears throat> went on a tour and took a canal boat ride. And the canal boats, there are little canal boats in the East. They're, they're
1: not American-sized? No, they're not
2: American-sized. <laughs> they're not like the big ones in France. They're fun-sized. we're going to have
1: us a
3: double-wide.
2: <laughs> double-wide. I think I can seat no more than about 20 people on the damn things. And anyway, uh, getting into the boat was fine. started raining. Raining hard, as a matter of fact. And when I went to get out of the boat, I misstepped and <laughs> tore my leg up.
1: <laughs> it's a 21 stitches.
2: 21 stitches,
1: yes. Now it doesn't look that big. Was that because of the metric system? Is it only like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's about uh, I'd say two and a half inches by two and a half inches in the shape of a V pointed downwards. Well,
1: if you get another scar, you got a whole square and compass going. <gasps> that's
2: right, that's right. No, and uh, went Jason, to the, give me
1: your knife. They
2: you uh, they made me go to the emergency room and
1: did you get some uh, free socialized medicine?
2: <laughs> yes, I did. It was a, it was really unique. What was great about it was, the doctor said to me, "We'll send you a bill." Um, you may never get it, but we'll send you a bill. He says, if we don't, you don't get it, don't worry about it. I mean, I like that kind of medicine.
4: <laughs> now, I got to say, I have a bone to pick about your injury because you posted a picture on Facebook of your foot in the little hospital booty. But that's not what you hurt. I know, yeah, but I, everybody here stateside thought that he hurt his foot. So, for the three weeks that you were gone, we were all like, what happened to Larry's foot? How's Larry's foot? And then the goose and gridiron, you came back practically skipping into the place and... <laughs> I think it was
1: just to get out of doing an activity with Carol. That was <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, uh,
2: by the way, you know, as, as we were talking about earlier, I do have a tendency every time I go to Europe to get hurt.
1: Yeah, you got hurt in uh, where Gibraltar
2: uh, Gibraltar last year. Yeah, exactly. Came home with a leg infection. It took three months of special care for a, a wound care specialist to get that taken care of. Two years before that, I was in Russia. Mm-hmm was on a river cruise and kind of fell going in the doorway, took all of this skin off my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Boom.
3: <laughs> Dropped the mic. So,
2: so basically, yeah. And, and by, the, by the way, uh, my wife is uh, looking for a nice older gentleman to accompany her on her next trip.
1: Somebody that won't is somebody less dopplic Yes. I'm sorry for non Lancaster counting, that means non uh dumb and trippy. <laughs> uh, so did you anything Masonic over there? Any see any Mason buildings?
2: Only in England, that Weymouth, England. Yeah, they had a huge building there, okay. had the Masonic symbol on it. And they're not afraid to. As to France, no. As to uh Belgium, didn't see anything at all, and uh, no.
1: Wow, that is the best noise ever, Larry. Thank you. Oh, God, I, I miss Larry. <laughs> So, so, f-
4: so. I w- thought that was the cue that the segment was over. I'd right? also like to point out how much shit you've been talking, how the show sucked without you. Yes, <laughs> yes, it did.
2: <laughs> so, we're, we're at breakfast
1: this morning. Jack, Larry's trying to be professional and tell Jack everything he needs to do, including um, now make sure you talk into the microphone. Make sure your phone's off. Don't uh, tap on the counter. And Wait, Larry what? has done everything, everything <laughs> except talking to the microphone. Oh. So, Jason, what have you done? Anything Masonic in the past couple days, weeks?
4: Yeah, I went to the, this is a mouthful, the Chester County. I have to read it. It's so long. The Chester County Scottish Rite Club of Reading Consistory John Gay Memorial Banquet. Right. So pretty much the Scottish Rite Club dinner. Guest speaker was Beasley Reese, uh, NFL player. Right. And uh, it was a a riveting uh, speech and the fellowship and the meal was great. And it was a lot of fun. It was and the same night as the uh, table chapter that uh, Jack went to that, that. Yeah. So Jack, you went to the table chapter. I
3: did. I went to the table chapter for uh, the York Yorkright um, sixth Royal Capit- Arch chapter, capitular district, third West. We are under the awesome awesomeness of George Heinson, district deputy grand high priest. How was he dressed? He was dressed like a uh, hood ornament, actually. He was wearing a, a, a beautiful, stylish, white tuxedo with black trousers and a
1: black bow tie.
3: It was, it was Did quite, he has, quite did strong. he have
1: his hair in his top knot? <laughs> uh, no, to complete the full no, hipster I attire? He,
3: I think he was in the full comb back mode, if, if I recall. I don't know. Okay. But there's 4,000 pictures of him on Facebook, so you can just look it up.
2: <laughs> he, he, uh, he didn't wear his cape.
3: No, no cape.
2: I love him when he wears the cape.
3: But he did have the blue tights, so. But the dinner was good, and... It was amazing. Uh, it was at the at the uh, Marriott downtown in the, the house, whatever that. Montgomery right? House. Montgomery House. Um, very classy joint. Um, and in a room full of guys with tuxedos and dark suits, it it really came off really well. It was nice. So you opened, uh, you had a quick meeting at the Masonic Center. Right, right. We just, you know, the the open the meeting, pay the bills, close the meeting, and then go to dinner, which is exactly how Freemasonry should work. I, I think overall this is perfect.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Um the only thing I did I guess masonically was the uh I went to council the other night which was you know council yep it's really boring um it was hot in the room <laughs> <laughs> uh we uh we we heard a little talk on the, the history of our council which was actually interesting uh, Mike Riggy did that and I thought he did a good job nice um, so the meeting started at seven 30 and at eight 20, we were out of there, which is the kind of meeting Beautiful. I like. Yeah. Beautiful. I the air
4: conditioning in the building was on the fritz, I believe. Well, you're on the building committee. Get that, get that fixed.
2: Yeah. Tell them about the blue lodge meeting when the electricity went out.
1: Oh yeah. So I guess that was, yeah, that was within the, since our last show, we had our, our blue lodge meeting two weeks ago and we we're supposed to have a dinner before the meeting. So as I'm, I'm driving to lodge, I see a couple police officers in the city directing traffic i'm like oh that's odd uh turns out we get like a whole subset sub sub something or other is gone so a whole like 25 percent of the cities without electricity and um including the center including the center so we we're trying to eat dinner in the dark and then the lights magically came back on it's very romantic though yeah the, <laughs> one of the past masters there is a retired PPL electricity guy so he knew exactly what was wrong and called and told somebody uh and they flipped the switch basically and it came back on but then the elevator wouldn't work and our lodge rooms on the fourth floor well most of our members can't make it up one flight of stairs let alone four flights of stairs so um we went into the auditorium we did our meeting with no aprons no tools um we did have the charter because the charter we keep in the safe well on the then first it floor. counts then it counts and it was at the correct address i think you have to have the charter and it has to be at the address on your meeting it didn't specify fourth floor versus right so nice yeah that was you know i think we were running around the room in the auditorium to find something i think like our gavel was like a shoe or something but it was <laughs> like khrushchev <That's> yes good. <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with our guest, Jack Harley, past has been.
5: Today, more than ever, the fate of nations is led by a cabal of individuals and corporations from the price of gas and basic necessities continually escalating. People are feeling like puppets with a chosen few pulling the strings. In other words, follow the money. In a fascinating work of historical fiction, The Red Serpent chronicles how the rich and powerful have prevailed through the centuries of history. 5,000 years after Sumerians bury the greatest wealth of knowledge the world has ever known, traces of it surface in the 20th century, along with omens and executions. The Vatican is in a frenzy to possess it. A secret society will stop at nothing to control it. And innocent people are doomed by obscure connections with it. In a bizarre quirk of fate, an obsessed French policeman, an alluring philology professor, an ex-Mossad rabbi, and a powerful Jewish family join forces to solve a triad of ancient puzzles. They must battle their way through Europe, outwit assassins, and dodge overwhelming foes. But how do they convince governments to aid them in their quest? What if they run out of time? And... Can they pull off the phenomenon that will change civilization forever? The Red Serpent by Larry Maris is available at Amazon, Amazon Kindle, and Barnes & Noble, plus fine bookstores everywhere.
0: This is Jacob Young from Lamberton Lodge 476 in Lancaster, PA, and you are listening to the Masonic Life Podcast.
1: Welcome back, ladies and germs. So our illustrious co-host Larry has a, a breaking news special announcement.
2: It's not really a breaking news, but I want to give a special shout out thanks to Brothers Jay Laser, George Wazoo, and Dan O. Williams for their well wishes during my recent dilemma in Belgium. Love the messages. Thanks so much. And thanks for thinking of me. They were the only three, by the way. Well, well, there's only
1: 700 people in your lodge, Larry. So that's three more than I would have expected. Right. So that's pretty good. (laughs) So we're back here with uh, Jack Harley, and Jack is our um, a past master of Efforta Lodge, which is on the border of Lancaster County and Berks County, and it's a weird little place, the wilderness. Yes, and uh, so we we try not to like do the whole resume reading thing, but can you give like a, just a quick synopsis of your what your masonicness is? My masonicness
3: started in October of two thousand four. I'm a one-day wonder at the uh, Reading one-day class. Um, When I walked out the door, I said, this is not what my father did. This is not, this is no way. So I figured the only way that I would feel that feeling would be if I went through the chairs. So I pretty much was thrown into a chair the first year and was master in 2009. And uh, coming in that way, it's, it's, it's a little different experience, but we'll get into that in a bit. But uh, beyond that, uh, on the same day, I became a 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason, and um, that was equally meaningful. Uh, since then, I've joined Grotto, um, God help us all, and, um, and just most recently York Rite. So, I'm going to go through the York Rite um, degrees one at a time. I'm, I, I have no uh, interest in just jumping out and getting the hat and the sword. Right. Now, you need to...
1: Um... Yeah, you gotta enjoy them. They're yeah. good to be seen. So, Larry, you have some uh you have some questions that you'd like to ask Mr. Harley. Uh-oh.
2: Yeah, one of the things, and I I will say that you and I met earlier. We met in your grapatorium, which by the way I loved. And uh we, I have dis- a sign we discussed some it. things over beer. And one of the things I asked you was about Jack, what's your passion in Freemasonry? And uh We talked about it and I'd like to know, I'll basically ask you now so the listener can hear what you say. What is your passion about our craft?
3: Well, like I said, when I joined on the one day class, uh, and and this is really true for coming through the the usual way is, you know, you're shown all these symbols and there's really no explanation of them. Um, We talk about making good men better and all that kind of stuff. And like, okay. A stated meeting, you know, I I can get a really well organized meeting if I go to the PTA. So what's different about this? And we never we never really in our lodge anyway. um, And most of the lodges, I think, in Lancaster County, um, we, we don't we don't really bring them up. We don't talk about them. We don't understand where the lessons are and what those. Right. They
1: tell mean. you it's going to be explained to you later and it never is.
3: Yeah. Right. So it was all kind of hanging out there and I, I, I dug in and I, I tried to read and I, I've read Better and I've read uh, Albert Pike. God, I help me. I read morals and dogma from cover to cover.
1: Oh, that's so dry.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, trying to, trying to dig and, and there's a lot of other really esoteric writers and stuff that write about, you know, how angels fall from the sky and twist your knot into a bow or whatever. And and, and that just wasn't ringing for me. So I, I did some digging on my own and 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 I, I, I tried to um, understand what this thing was that Nobody really understands when you, you know. Did so you figure it out? Uh, no, uh, actually. But I can talk okay. about each one of the things individually with, uh, you know, alacrity. But, I you know, putting them all together into what is Freemasonry, no, I don't think anybody can do that yet. Wonderful. So, so that's my thing. That's your thing? Yeah. So I teach, uh, I do the mentoring class at Ephrata. And uh, as, the, as the new Masons come in, we meet once a week. And we, we just kind of wander through the degree work and and talk about okay well w- what is that slipper thing w- what is that about and what, what about this what is this cable toe thing and those kinds of things that that really need deeper explaining that we really don't ever get to. Wow I, I, what are they about? I'll just <laughs> well, start coming to my mentoring Right <laughs> there we go. you'll be in yeah no but there's um I know Larry um and Jason are involved in mentoring in their lodges and And I think that's important because it's it's not easy to find that stuff. I I know for, gosh, for five years, I was trying to find out why Pennsylvania is different. And there there really wasn't any explanation. I kept asking people that I thought, you know, could explain it. And nobody ever really could. So I, you know.
1: Yeah, I finally finally heard about it at the Lodge of Perfection meeting with... um, a brother, so and so, so and so from the Scottish right in DC, uh, Spanish name I Arturo. Arturo, yeah. yeah, yeah. He gave a great little talk on it, and I finally understood why Pennsylvania's screwy.
3: Yeah, because we're obstinate. It is really what it comes
1: down to.
2: You know, I was raised in South Carolina as a, as a master mason. We do, th- and it's a York right uh, state, but we do things so much differently than Pennsylvania. You visit a lot of lodges in Maryland, North Carolina. So you get to see what they do in comparison to what we do in Pennsylvania, which is still unique.
3: Yeah. And, and hopefully always will be. I mean, there's uh, I, I guess uh, I saw Chris Hodap's uh, blog this morning that there's talk about another uh, move to make a Grand Lodge of America overarching everything. And God, I hope that doesn't happen. But um, but yeah it's uh it's an interesting story and it goes back to the ancients and moderns reuniting and all that kind of stuff and i'm not going to get into that here but too many people would disagree with me so i'm gonna let it go
1: right well i think you over a over a, a manhattan or three um i think you were explaining it to me one time when the 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 ancients and the moderns were separate mm-hmm. um, pennsylvania was going strong so when they came together and decided they want to get together we're like, uh, no, our, we already had our ritual. We don't want to join yours.
3: Well, it was, it was yeah, it was more than that. It was the, the modern Grand Lodge. The first Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania was, um, was basically at the end of the Revolutionary War, because they were all Whigs, it was, it was closed. It was bankrupt, gone. All the money people left and went back to England or Canada. So the only Grand Lodge we had at that point was, were the ancients. So, when it came time to merge the moderns to the ancients and the ancients to the moderns, Pennsylvania said, well, we don't have any moderns, so we're just going to keep doing what we do. And then at the Baltimore Convention, there was another move to do that. Pennsylvania abstained from, from going and the whole thing. So, we're completely different. And there's a reason for that. But, you know, again, going back to Masonic education, holy hell did I have to do a lot of work to find that out. Um, it, it's just not out there anywhere. Uh, so... That, that's the kind of stuff. I want, to, I want to make it a little easier for the guys that are interested in it, but uh, but still make them work for it.
1: Any other uh, pet peeves you have about uh, Freemasonry? You want to... Uh, pet peeves? Do pet, we Pet peeves, is that, yeah. That the one you asked me about earlier? Yes, that's exactly. One. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I really love it when the guys on the sidelines who don't know the work correct the people who are doing the work. That just, I love that when that happens. It's my favorite. And they never jump into a chair and help? Oh yeah, no. Well, or or in the case of certain people, they're like on this, they've already been through the chairs and didn't learn the work, and they're still correcting people who they well, think don't have the work.
1: Well done. Yeah, love
3: that.
2: One of the things we talked about, Jack, too, was a misunderstanding or a real definition of the word charity. You know, the three, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, lesser lights of Freemasonry, faith, hope, and charity. Right. We don't really comprehend what charity means in this day and age, and that is one of your strong points. Well,
3: yeah, we talked about that um, over adult beverages in the Great Batorium. And and um, the what charity has become in at least in my experience in the Freemasonry. And it's not that we're not charitable, right? The the Scottish Rite and and, and um, the Shrine, hospitals, and and Tall Cedars, and all of the appendant bodies have charities that they that they associate with, but it seems like when somebody's in need, the real easy answer is, well, you know, call the charity committee, they'll, they'll, they'll send you a check. And there's more often than not that the check is not what needs to happen. You know, the, the brotherhood needs to come together and, and support a guy who's in a, in a position like
1: that. Yeah. One of, uh, one of our past masters, um, uh, wrecked his motorcycle the other day. BJ, yeah. Yeah, and, and BJ had some serious health issues, like a degenerative, I don't even know the name of it. If I, Multiple sclerosis, I believe. I know, like, he's had some cra- crazy surgeries and things, like, to make his back stronger. Mm-hmm. Almost like putting concrete in his spine to keep him from, like, hunching over. Anyway, so he wrecked his bike, and, and he's in pretty rough shape in the hospital. And, of course, everybody out there is saying, oh, there's anything I can do, anything I can do. People say that, but they don't really mean it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. So what I said was, look, I know I can't really do anything for BJ, but like it's the whole family. So like if you're here taking care of him, you know, we can have somebody come over and mow your lawn. Right. Or, you know, that's the kind of stuff I think we need to do more of. Like.
3: Yeah. Well, I, we had an example in, in Ephrata, actually Clay Township, uh, two weeks ago. There was a, a an Amish dairy farmer who uh, had a just terrible fire. It was a, a spectacular fire lost a huge dairy barn and I think two outbuildings. And w- within two weeks, those buildings were built. I mean, his brothers in the faith came together and and basically rebuilt his whole livelihood, right, for him. And they're programmed to do that. Now, I'm not saying that us Mason guys ought to go out and- Raise have, a barn? Have a barn raisin, yeah, because I think, you know, 80-year-old barn raising guys is probably not a good idea, but- but they came together and they, they didn't have to be asked, right? They're just there. They just show up before the fire's cold, before the ashes are, are stopped. So, how scoring. do they
1: know? Because they don't have the internet. Is there oh,
3: a, yeah. 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 <laughs> well,
1: we're, that's another conversation. But, yeah. A spoiler alert the Amish thing's a lie. They all have the internet, and they all have phones. They all have cell phones.
2: You know, as a, as a brother, I could help with a barn raising. As long as they had an ambulance there.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, but you'd write a check, right? <laughs> here, go buy some nails. Yeah, here's my toolbox. Yeah, here's my, yeah, here's it a checkbook. But no, I think we need to do that. I, I was talking to um, one of the guys in our line yesterday and um, I said, uh, you know, have we put out invitations to the widows for the annual banquet?
1: You looking to meet women or something? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a couple <laughs> of guys, but
3: uh, <laughs> one in particular, but we won't go there either. But he's like, Wow the widows at the banquet that's a really good idea
1: yeah we do that in lamberton and, we always invite the widows yeah
3: well you know we don't when when the when the when the mason dies the widow just i don't know she ascends into heaven or something and and we forget about her so we we there's no record of inviting the the the, the widows to uh, our banquets and stuff like that so that that's the other kind of pet peeve that i
2: have one of the things in talking that you brought up that just keyed something in my mind you belong to a lodge where you have a line of succession of officers, unlike a lot of lodges in our area.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very blessed. You've been
2: a uh, past master or actually the worshipful master once. Yeah. And you haven't ever gone back retroactively or because you've had a-,
3: a No one in our lodge has ever repeated his I mean, past that master. is an
2: amazing we're, feat.
3: Yeah, we're 106 years old and we've never repeated a master. That
2: is unbelievable.
3: Yeah. I don't know how many, lo- I know there's some that are like- have strings that long but they started before we did and um and maybe repeated before that but for 106 our, years, our friend chris
1: gibson down in uh, quarryville is he what, what's he on his like 20th year i think he's been master five times yeah he
3: yeah finally, it's it's he it's, finally drew the line i think on that one
1: i don't know that's that's a moving line is it really yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty, pretty fluid. receding line like my hair oh Ooh. Ooh. So um, you did some cool work at your lodge. You were instrumental in uh, changing the d- decor and you, you helped get the floor, new oh, floor. Oh, wow. In. That's so, left field. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so tell us how that went down. How do you get like the old guys to agree to change?
3: Um, it was amazingly easy. Well, what it was, was we had our stuff in a pile, right? We, we did the research. We knew what we were going to do. We knew how much it was going to cost. We presented it to the lodge. We just kind of blew past them. Um, we said, uh, you know, all, we're going to do this, all those in favor, give their consent. And, and it happened. Um, but originally one, actually after I joined, um, a, a friend of mine also joined and he came into the lodge room and, you know, the, the hoodwink is removed and, and he looked around and he said afterwards, he's like, where is the awe and majesty in this? I'm looking, I was looking for like, you know, carved things and gargoyles and and whatnot. And he's like, it's a blue room with a blue rug and blue chairs and blue walls. Blue indoor outdoor carpeting. (laughs) So blue. It was so blue. And, uh, and he got me thinking that you're right. There isn't any. So, um, I took a look at what we had and, um, and there was a committee of, you know, three grand ma- you know, master three. masons who, who got together and, and we designed it all. And, and the, the furniture in the lodge now is, is pretty cool. Um, and like we're told in the first degree, there's nothing done in Freemasonry but has its true Masonic signification. Every architectural element in that room means something. Um, we put in pews. Um, for the front row seats, because I knew that after I got out of the East, I needed a bigger chair than what they had. So, um, totally selfish move pews in the front row. So I can, you know, spread my lard ass across a couple of seats. Um, but on the ends of the pews, um, there's a scroll, which is the same scroll that's on the ionic column, right? Which is indicative of wisdom, which is why you use the ionic columns in front of a library. So, um, so it's that kind of attention to the
1: detail that goes throughout the room. And it's, it's very cool. So the most striking thing is the um, the checkerboard floor you put in, which is irregular for Pennsylvania.
3: Yeah, I got permission, though. Okay. Um, I got permission from the, uh, the fellow who was the chairman of the committee on temples and grounds or whatever he was. And I said, can I can I do this floor thing? And he's like, well, uh, I guess. I said, "That's all I need.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm done." Yeah, because in other jurisdictions, you, know, you always see the checkerboard floor, but like that's not a Pennsylvania thingy.
2: Well, it's not a Blue Lodge in the United States thingy, for that matter. In nope. Europe, though, all of them totally checkerboard floor. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, but it it it, um, it 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 has it's loaded with its own symbols. It you know the black and white, and everybody oh, black and white, good and evil. Uh. But even that's larger than that, right? If you just scrape off the surface and get down gray, to it. You get gray. You get all of the dualities of life. You get, uh, yeah, you get May or Gray. If you scrape the surface yeah. <laughs> long enough, you get mayor Gray. But, but, um, but it represents all of the dualities of life. You know, rich and poor, sick and well, um, strong and weak. It, it, it's representative of all that. It's the
4: yin and yang. I do have one question for you, Jack, about that room What is the... Uh masonic said significance of your ungodly tall altar i mean it's practically a podium oh it's terrible isn't it I, oh my god yeah it's Thank
3: great you. um in the second degree you know you have to prove that you can dislocate your yeah. left oh, yeah. elbow in order to um I've order seen to it. receive the second degree uh I, I other than uh i think they got it like in a discount bin or something like that, that that's all i can that's all i know that, that's like a hundred years old it's so. a monolith it's, it's uh, beautiful
1: and you guys um actually have a room Where you could actually have fun. You have pool tables upstairs and you have a cigar lounge. You could have fun.
3: Yes, you could. Yeah, we have uh, two beautiful old 1908 Brunswick pool tables that we snarfed out of the Odd Fellows Hall when they closed. Um, so that's on the third floor. A lot of people don't even know we have a third floor, but, uh, the, the first floor of our building is the state liquor store. They've been our tenant since 1935. Oh, wow. Yeah. So po- prohibition was repealed and immediately we threw a liquor store in there. And, uh, so they've been there. They've been there ever oh, if, since. If you've
1: ever been to effort, you, you know, you need to drink. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. you need to kill the pain. Absolutely. Very good. So we're going to take a probably, I think we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Jason's got a brand new segment. We're going to, we're going to debut. <gasps>
0: Shocking. We'll be back. The Masonic light podcast is sponsored by MasonicScarves.com, home of unique Masonic themed soccer scarves. Our scarves aren't printed. All of the artwork is knitted into the design. We can also do custom-made designs featuring your local lodge or commemorating an event. These make a great gift for visitors, members, or for fundraising. Visit our website at MasonicScarves.com and click on the Shop Now button to see our full catalog. At checkout, use code PODCAST and you'll get $5 off Fur Scarf. www.masonicscarves.com. Hey, this is Jay Laser from Effort Lodge 665 in Effort, Pennsylvania. Hey, I'm out here listening to uh, your Masonic Life podcast. Pretty good. Like it. Keep it up.
1: We're back. And so we're going to debut a new segment here from our our buddy, Jason. Masonic Light listeners,
4: get ready for Masonic Would You Rather. All right. So Masonic Would You Rather, I sold this from that game that my kids play. So, Jack, I've got three tough questions for you. Uh Uh-oh. And you have to pick one option or the second option so this one's easy we're gonna i'm gonna warm up with an easy one okay. would you rather attend an open table lodge or open installation? open
3: table lodge or open installation can i pick go to the dentist
4: perfect all right option three all right here we go next one would you rather eat eggs benedict with benedict <laughs> benedict arnold Every day, or eat breakfast with Masons who forgot their hearing aids every day. Well, I do that
3: part on Thursday morning, so <laughs> I, I think uh, I th- yeah. I don't really like eggs Benedict though, right? And he's dead, so that would be kind of gross. There you go. Yeah.
1: All right. So th- deaf Masons. It is right. Deaf Masons. Yeah. <laughs> is that like deaf comedy? Is that to deaf Mason jam? <laughs> yeah. It's actually really jam. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's pudding. Oh. It's, the, it's been sitting out in a
4: while. There's, a skin, there's some skin on top. Oh. All right. This one's, one's going to get everybody. Would you rather attend an official visitation of the district deputy, opening the long way and holding a traditional ballot on candidates or attend a three-hour tall cedars initiation?
3: Oh, that, that's kind of the same, I think, isn't it? <laughs> Long I've, I've done the district deputy thing. I mean, I've actually been the guy. So, yeah, no. Do I have to answer this question?
1: Right. I, I think your, our district deputy listens, so we should we have Does to wait. He? Oh,
3: well, then I definitely would
1: want to have the district deputy yeah. there. And <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're looking into a future. Uh, we're looking to a past grandmaster. Um, actually, he's getting conned in the coming on the show in a few weeks. Nice. Hopefully he hasn't committed, but we're going to keep pressing. So. But we'll that's ask it. All these tough questions. Why? That's that's. Would you rather? I feel ashamed. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. And a smattering of applause. Okay. So our next little. What are we going to get into next, Jason? You've got the. You've got the syllabus. Are we? Is it news? Is it news time? I think it is. All right. Let's go into our Masonic news.
4: And now, good news, everyone. Masonic light news. News not fit to print. All right. So from the desk of the Past Bastard in Altoona, PA, in an effort to appeal to the younger demographics, several lodges around Pennsylvania will be offering different types of stated communications. We got the idea from some local churches that offer different worship times. You know, classic services at eight, contemporary services at 10, stuff like that. So we decided that we would have a traditional communication at 630 for the older guys and a more contemporary-style communication at 7.30. You know, the casual dress, short-form opening and closing, light music during the business portion. Now, this is an Altoona, so... You know, these guys are way ahead of the curve, apparently. Communications became so popular, the Corinthian Lodge began offering a later communication, aimed at the millennials. Yeah, the millennial communica- communication was more for the 20- and 30-year-old guys who prefer the later hours. We don't read the minutes, we just broadcast at their mobile devices. Also, the opening and closing are done big-screen TV that we set up on the north wall. So... Yeah, they're moving right along. What do you guys think?
2: Oh, That's awesome.
1: So, I mean, I guess, I guess, sarcasm. <laughs> kind of speechless. Yeah, yeah. Sarcasm doesn't really transfer on <laughs> the radio so well. But if you're not aware, the Past Bastard is a uh, a satire site, kind of like the Onion. But they usually hit stuff right on the head. They're you know, it's they're they're spot on. So, uh, you know, don't don't get your Masonic panties in an in 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 uproar. God, that's I was going to move to Altoona. Uh, yeah. Have you been to Altoona? I've been I, through there. That's where the toothbrush was invented, I think.
4: Wow, would the, you it, If it was
1: anywhere else, they would have called it a teethbrush, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, Jason's never heard that
3: one before.
4: Oh, nice. So I'm we'll sh- dig out some more <laughs> oh, my well, God. Played, well, played. <laughs> well, in Lexington, South Carolina, officers of the Grand Lodge of South Carolina are ecstatic about getting the results back from an unprecedented effort to survey the craft within the grand jurisdiction spurred on by recent wildly successful efforts by the Scottish Rite and Masonic podcasters to utilize surveys to ascertain the cause of membership decline. Most worshipful Joe Snow, Grand Master of the Grand Lodge, South Carolina, created his own... Is he on Game of Thrones? He might be, yeah. (laughs) It's okay. He he died. They brought him back. But he created his own survey to pull the craft. We presented about... uh, We presented further repressed further about the survey sample size and polling practices utilized to conduct the survey. Brother Howard explained, the Grand Master wanted to do this right, so he took a page out of the Gallup playbook, understanding that Gallup's nationwide political polls only capture one in 200,000 Americans. And given the Grand Jurisdiction's total membership of a little over 35,000, he only needed a sample size of one to provide... (laughs) A representative crosscut of the masonry in South Carolina. (laughs) And uh, the the story continues on. But basically, he determined that there was nothing wrong with the craft. Hear, hear. And uh, that's the news. Wow, that was really exciting.
2: You want me to
1: start doing it again? <laughs> oh
4: no, no! I, th- I think I, th- in, I think when our producer gets done with it, it's going to sound a lot better. Now in real in real news, all right. So that was from the past. passenger as well, uh, but there are a couple cool things happening out there. Uh, speaking of podcasts, that we've mentioned a couple times, but there is the uh, the, the the huge Masonic survey that's uh, being offered up by some of the guys from the Masonic Roundtable. Table, and they have uh, Grandmasters that have taken it. They have. Uh, high-ranking people down to brand new masons and just trying to get an overall survey uh, across the board and that you can find that survey at tinyurl.com slash masonic survey and you have until st john's day next which i believe is june 24th to take that survey it's okay it's great and also MasonicFinder.com is a new website that's been launched to have a national uh, calendar of events so it's only as good as the input going in so if you want to put your lodges activities on this site Somebody's traveling through your town. They can look it up and see what you got going on. So I encourage you to load it up. Uh, I had a bone to pick about that because they don't have Grotto as an option on there. <gasps> what? I said that in the last, uh, the, I guess it was two podcasts ago, but they uh, have yet to put Grotto on there, but they'll get there.
1: I saw something about, uh, you know, Reddit is one of those like cesspools of the Internet <laughs> that um, you, you really can't go. to If you go too deep in there, you get mad and you leave. Um but there's a whole great subreddit for Freemasonry. And it, it's a really bizarre cross-section of nerds and haters and all kinds of stuff. But people were talking about like what are they what what bodies do you belong to? And a bunch of younger Masons were talking about, yeah, Grotto's making a resurgence, grotto's doing this, and somebody accused uh some of us of having a coup and trying to like get our own person like installed into to the grand line and to make it, you know, fun again. I have to tell you that those rumors are 100% true. So just to confirm it. So we're going to try and make grotto great again. Or <laughs> well, we're, we're leveraging
3: the Illuminati as we do that, though. I understand.
1: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll blow up their spot. I um, also heard, you know, through the, through the Masonic grapevine, um, somewhere there's a, a grotto that's trying to become fun. A newer, younger grotto that's what? trying to be fun. But like all the other grottos in their neck of the woods are old footy duddies and they like are not fans of the way that you know guys are actually having fun during a meeting. So um that new fun lodge might be looking into joining our Colonial Grotto Association to associate with fellow degenerates. Very nice. We'll be happy to have them. Absolutely.
2: Larry, what's uh, anything else you got going on over there? Well, yeah, one of the things I want to mention, too, is we love hearing from you. And in the past couple of weeks, we've gotten emails. We've gotten voice recordings, which I don't believe we'll be playing today, but we will insert for next the next podcast. So, like I said, we love hearing from you. It's easy to get a hold of us. Uh, email us at Masonic Light podcast. That's MasonicLightPodcast. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a message by simply calling area code 315-596-2766. Now that's 315-59 Mason.
1: Wow, that actually worked.
2: And you make check, sure make, make sure you check out our website.
1: And you may notice, I think Mason may have played some during the uh during the show. We asked on online a bunch of people to kind of like record like a You know, we call it drop, you know, like, hey, I'm so-and-so from so-and-so Lodge and, you know, whatever. Um, You can call our voicemail and leave it there. The quality kind of sucks. But um, if you want, if you're, if you're, if you're handicapped, not handicapable or what, I don't know what I'm saying, but go on your cell phone and there's a voice recorder app and you can just record it and email it to us as an MP3 and it sounds a lot better. So give us a shout out to like what Lodge you're, you're hailing from and it'll sound pretty good. And I guess we're uh, Larry, oh Larry. Larry's finally asking for a pee break. Yes. He, Jeez. Wow. He only took one Lasix this morning. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll be back.
5: Today, more than ever, the fate of nations is led by a cabal of individuals and corporations. From the price of gas and basic necessities continually escalating, people are feeling like puppets with a chosen few pulling the strings. In other words, follow the money. In a fascinating work of historical fiction, The Red Serpent chronicles how the rich and powerful have prevailed through the centuries of history. 5,000 years after Sumerians bury the greatest wealth of knowledge the world has ever known, traces of it surface in the 20th century, along with omens and executions. The Vatican is in a frenzy to possess it. A secret society will stop at nothing to control it, and innocent people are doomed by obscure connections with it. In a bizarre quirk of fate, an obsessed French policeman, an alluring philology professor, an ex-Mossad rabbi, and a powerful Jewish family join forces to solve a triad of ancient puzzles. They must battle their way through Europe, outwit assassins, and dodge overwhelming foes. But how do they convince governments to aid them in their quest? What if they run out of time? And can they pull off the phenomenon that will change civilization forever? The Red Serpent by Larry Maris is available at Amazon, Amazon Kindle, and Barnes & Noble. Plus, fine bookstores everywhere.
4: This is Brother Jack Aquilina from the Brunswick United Lodge Number 924 in Victoria, Australia. You are listening to the Masonic Light Podcast.
1: So, we're back. It's uh, Peter, Jerry, Larry Myers, uh Jason Lewis, and our guest, Jack Harley. And now we're going to talk about a little bit what we have coming up in the next week or so. So, Jack, we'll let you go first. Anything coming up Masonically for you in the next couple of weeks? Uh, conferring a first
3: degree on Tuesday. It'll be my first first degree in about three years. Um, I've been doing a lot of third degrees, but, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get the, uh, Master Builder Pillar Award. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, because I can't let Josh Palmer be the only guy in the district that gets the uh, Master Builder Award or the Master Pillar Award, yeah, for conferring each of the three degrees within a calendar year.
1: Okay, we have we should have him on the show. So he has a really not a good voice for radio. So it'd be hilarious on on here. Ah, he, no, nah, yeah, but he's knowledgeable. I mean, oh, he's a genius. Yeah, Freemason genius. Yeah, but I just nice I just lo- I, I love what he talks. He's like, it's just <laughs> it's awesome. And he's a skater dude. So and he's a high school teacher. Yep. He could tell us how you broke up a fight recently at, at his high school, and, um, like, you're not allowed to.
4: My kids saw that. Yeah? Yep.
1: Any knives? You're not allowed to break up No, nah, she took a
4: picture, though. So,
1: So wait, were you the one telling me that they're not allowed to break up uh, in the middle of fights? I don't know.
4: I think that I think that's Josh that said that they're not supposed to. So yeah, because, no. I mean, I guess you could, you know, be touching we somebody. You better not let
3: ISIS know that, because they'll be all over those high school fights now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Jason, what do you have coming up? Uh, I will be in Nashville, so nothing Masonic. But uh, I have a work trip coming up, so I'll be uh, heading to the other uh, the other state that uh, that isn't so friendly to everybody. So your brother's me. guitars that you sell, do they work with country music? Uh, you know, we we do have a couple classic uh, models that uh, do, do work with country. So that's the that's the plan. We're taking some Telecasters down. So okay, away we go.
1: I wasn't sure. Do you have to like slow them down, or do you have to like? Kind of dumbed them down a little bit. No, those guys,
4: know? man, they play so blinding fast. That's like the one thing they got going for them. They those, sound just those, like
1: banjos, though. Yeah, that's those
4: guys thing. just terrorize the Telecaster.
1: Nice. Larry, what do you have going on Masonically?
2: Oh, uh, next Wednesday, we have the Alamoners Committee meeting.
1: <laughs> the Alamony? <laughs> in <a> place <laughs> for divorce? or whatever they call it. <laughs> <laughs> almoner <laughs> Where,
2: we're, thank God, they serve beer and pizza. And uh, that's pretty much it. You know, in Pennsylvania, we... We go dark for uh, July. No, we and do last.
3: not. We call off from labor. Oh, going dark means having your charter revoked.
2: Oh, really? Yes. South Carolina, turning it in. No, wait a minute. South, South Carolina going dark means. See, you're that's not a Josh thing. In, right in South there. Carolina, it means South something Carolina. completely <laughs> different. Now, now, now. Totally different. Now, now, now. All right, um,
1: and I guess we have we'll have a grotto meeting. Uh, we're doing our next grotto meeting, kind of like a um, a rush party. That was kind of the idea. We're going to be at a farm. And we're gonna um, just have fun outside and eat barbecue and drink beers and grotto silliness. Grotto silliness. Um, The guy's got a big farm, so we're gonna do some target shooting on before we drink. Um, Those of you that are curious,
3: grotto is the
1: sandbox of Freemasonry. Yes, and we are the tootsie rolls in that sandbox. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yes. Uh, so, Larry, we're going to come up with your uh, your wonderful closing segment. So, sure. what's going on?
2: Well, I just want to give thanks, basically. Every, every podcast we do, we give thanks to the people who went out of their way to uh, make the show great. Our guest, Jack Harley. Our guest, Jack Harley. <laughs> Our, our no-nose director, Jason Lewis. no-nose. Hey, Larry, I, 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 can I you enough. please
1: attach the microphone to your mouth? When you look at Jack, <laughs> you, you're on a 90-degree angle from the microphone. You look uh, at me, you're on a 45-degree angle. Just keep your mouth up against it and move your eyes.
2: Uh, well, special thanks to our producer and the Lancaster Podcast Studios, which do a tremendous job, and they help us out to a lot of Really lousy ass situations that we get into when we record this. Thank goodness. Uh, also, to to our what director, is he about? Uh, hard. It's <laughs> our director Rocco Ruggieri, uh basically who is recovering from a uh, hangover. And uh, our, our My new, dogs did not drink last night. No,
3: we I bet did. They did. The they three of us to. did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to. Uh, the uh, also, too, to our new news director, Jason Lewis. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, I've never been here before. We've had a uh, we've moved some people around. Our, our mo- former, who did we move? <laughs> our, our former news director, I'm a blather, is now a foreign correspondent, along with Not a Worthy. So they'll be phoning things in the Jason oh, over the name. next few months. Uh, and again uh, one thing we want to find when want to tell when I finally want to what, do is, what was that? Was that like 20 words <laughs> that was just car talk? Together. That was That's, yeah. That that, that was <laughs> word salad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, basically, to close up the show, I want to thank the the good folks who keep us out of trouble and probably out of jail. Uh, the law firm of uh, Swindler, Steal, and Corrupt uh, law firm, which incidentally just opened a branch office in Washington, D.C. And that's our show, folks. So I'm Larry Merritt. You're not
1: going to thank uh, Tom, who you're stealing all your material from?
2: No, he's gone. No. Tom and Ray. No, no, no. That's gone. That's over. It's done.
1: Okay, so now he's been click the, the car talk guys have been dead long enough that you can steal their. Clack and no, clunk. I didn't,
2: I didn't steal it. didn't steal it. Okay. Oh. Anyway, hey, hey, it's time to end this show. The good news is we don't
4: make any money, so nobody can <laughs> sue <it to> us. <laughs> True. This is Larry Maris uh, Peter Jerry Jason Lewis, and our special guest Jack Harley. Have a good day,
2: and thanks for listening.